Hello, and welcome to Exponential Every Day, where we will explore all the everyday things in our lives, work, family, relationships that bring an exponential effect into our world. I took a leap to exponentially change my life and set out to help change the trajectory of others. From creators and founders and small businesses, my heart is in helping find the exponential factor in business and in life. So join me as we take this journey together, really achieve exponential every day. Uh, welcome to Exponential Every Day. Thanks for joining us. Today I have Jess Pagoni, who is the founder of Luna. Um, I got to know Jess through, uh, as you know, my, my listeners know I, I was a part of Chief. And um, through, through that network, I met Jess and she has been um, amazing at introducing me to different aspects and challenges that she's and, and wins that she's had as part of being a founder. So that's been fun to get to know her. And I just thought it would be amazing to have Jess on the call, to, on, the call on our podcast today. And um, let's just have a chat about what's going on as a startup and founder um, and learn a little bit more. So Jess, welcome to the podcast. Tracy, thank you so much for being for having me here today. It's it's a pleasure to be here with you, and uh, really excited for this conversation. That's, I appreciate you doing it. Um, I know it's there's lots of uh, minutes in the day, but and you taking these minutes out with me is, is, for our podcast is 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 um, just amazing, and I really am grateful. So um, let's get started, Jess. I'd love for you to tell our listeners, you know, a little bit more about yourself and Luna and um, a little bit of your background story. Yes, of course. So um, let's see, I have about two decades of career experience. The majority of that is working as a management consultant. Um, and I would categorize the work that I did in management consulting as always focusing on the people side of projects. So, mm -hmm organizational change or org design, um, strategic planning in the context of, you know, a, a, a big organization, but trying to figure out how then to motivate people on that team or in that organization to get on board with whatever that strategy is. So mm -hmm. um, I love tapping into the motivations of people um, and also reminding companies that that companies are in fact made up of people. Um, it sounds so <laughs> simple, but I feel like we forget that sometimes. Yeah. So um, the majority of my experience as well is uh, working with global pharmaceutical organizations. So I've spent a lot of time working in the healthcare industry um, with some health systems as well. And again, always on that people side of projects. I eventually became the chief people officer of a management consultancy that I, I had been with for a number of years. So I was sort of that like player turned coach. At the mm -hmm. time, that firm was about 100 people. Um, and it was an incredible opportunity to really see the world from that perspective. So how do I, as the chief people officer, motivate the team, empower the team, attract the best talent, keep talent, while also kind of meeting the objectives of the business overall. So loved, um, loved that opportunity. 
Um, and around that time, so this is back in 2016, uh, 2017, I had had my first child. Uh, I now have three kids. My kids are seven, almost five and three years old. Um, but around that time I'd had my first child and really had this like panic moment almost where I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, what has happened? <laughs> I, <laughs> I felt so ill prepared for that transition, even though I had always wanted to be a mom. I clearly had my whole pregnancy to think about becoming a mom, but I really <laughs> didn't, um, or I guess I wasn't ready for that identity shift that happens mm-hmm. when all of a sudden I went from being this executive at a, an awesome company. Um, and I loved the work that I, I had done and was doing. Um, and I loved working. I, I, I generally enjoy work. Um, but I couldn't figure out now, wait, I have this like tiny human that I want to spend time with, (laughs) want to get home to. Whereas before I might've worked a 14 hour day without even batting an eye. And, and it wasn't because I had to, or was being forced to, it was because I enjoyed it. Um, and so I started reflecting a lot on just, um, work and how my, wants and needs from my employer and from my career overall had evolved over time. And as mm-hmm. I sort of reflected back, I could pinpoint these different moments in, in my career when I'd made a change from one company to another or gone for a specific promotion or job or invested in my development where I could kind of say like, all right, there was something going on there that I I wasn't getting what what I wanted exactly. And I was looking for more or less of one one thing or another. Mm -hmm. And um, it sort of struck me that like, we don't really talk about that inside Mm -hmm. organizations. We don't talk about how, hey, like when you start your career, what you want or need from your employer or out of your job is going to dramatically change through the arc of your career And it's based on so many different, very unpredictable circumstances. Um, And I just felt like, you know, my sort of light bulb moment was there has to be a better way for employers to embrace where people are and what they want and need from uh, from their work and from their career at any point in time. So this concept of like our evolution as human beings combined with employers getting the best out of people, whatever that looks like at a particular moment. Mm -hmm. Um, And my hypothesis was that if employers operated in that way, um, kind of flipping the model from, hey, come plug into our company culture and this is how we do things here to instead, hey, what do you need to work at your best? Let's plug into you and all of your individual colleagues to get the best from you. Um, by kind of flipping that model, the hypothesis was that you would you would have people enjoying work more, feeling um, more engaged overall, being more productive because they're able to kind of uh, shape the shape work in the way that they want to work. Um, and and all of that leads to retention and belonging and and results for businesses. So it's all kind of good. So the those were sort of the, the ideas that were percolating back in 2016, 2017. And, and I, I did make the decision to leave the, the chief people officer job that I was in. I ended up consulting independently while I had a couple more kids. 
and did a ton of research around what has now become Luna. Um, and our technology really focuses on helping teams to optimize the way that they work together based on the unique individual strengths, preferences, skills, priorities of the people that are on a particular team. Um, so we call mm -hmm. our tech team OS, an operating system for teams. And uh, it's, been, it's been an incredible adventure. Uh, certainly, it feels like a roller coaster most days. I am a startup founder, so I'd be lying if I told you it was easy as pie, but um, it's been really um, challenging and exciting mm -hmm. to kind of be on this path for sure. Yeah. I mean, when we first met and you started giving me the background on this, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And having also come from management consulting, right? We've talked about this before. I, you know, I was on the tech side seeing tech adoption and um, with teams kind of ebb and flow and organizational change have impacts and things like that. But to really see and be on a team and watch our team, my team evolve and work together. And, and each team was different, you know, because different projects require different skills and we're different sizes. And, you know, in consulting, you have all these ebbs and flows of consulting size teams. And so I could see where in, a, in, a, in management consulting, this would be huge, but how my clients could have like see their teams even could have like it's more for I don't think it's more or less for either one but just the the benefit the value that individuals could get out of understanding each other and coming to a place where they could be their most like through the survey through the exercises that Luna provides it's really being able to communicate who you are and how you show up and what makes you tick so that other people know how to work with you best so well said, Tracy, you know, this is about people being empowered to be authentic at work. And at the same mm -hmm. time, like, whether I think we all recognize this or not, like consciously, we are sort of conditioned now to move fast. So things like AI have helped to accelerate the way that we're working for sure, kind of automating mm -hmm. certain things technology in general has made so much of what used to be incredibly manual uh thing it now now it's you know it's the kind of snap of a finger and something can be completed and and i don't think we've we consciously really recognize that as humans now we we now feel this urgency that we need to like move quickly and operate mm -hmm. fast there's this speed or underlying um urgent uh, sort of vibe that 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 runs through companies and that can be really counter to like hey Tracy like tell me about yourself mm -hmm. you know it's really hard to stop and have those conversations because they feel like extra they don't yeah. feel like the like core kind of critical path if you will mm -hmm. and I think what, what's been really interesting for me to learn through my research and our data and the experience of people using our technology is when you know someone better, you actually can move faster. Yeah. 
And how do you so, cut down on that time? That's where the benefit, I think that's where Luna really fits in. It's like, oh how do you cut down gosh. on that time commitment of where it would, and you're building a trust network with that, with that kind of forward facing way of presenting yourself to your team. Totally. So we're shortening that distance between um, kind of like introduction, like just meeting someone mm-hmm. or just beginning to work with someone and building that high trust. And then at the mm-hmm. team level, that's, it's about, you know, high performance. How do we, how do we get aligned? How do we, how do we be a high performing team? And that doesn't just benefit the company that benefits the individuals because you know what? It's really fun to work on a high performing team. Yeah. It really sucks to work on a team that is dysfunctional. Like it is miserable. It sucks the life out of you and it makes people quit their job. So mm-hmm. our tech, the two, the two primary parts of the technology, one is that, that we call it a pop or personal operating profile. And that's like a user manual to you. So I can share my pop. It lives on a, a, a URL, the same way your LinkedIn profile does. Um, I can share it with anyone inside or outside of my organization, and they will very quickly have a really good understanding of how I communicate, when I do my best thinking, when I like to be unavailable, um, what my what my top skills are. They'll also learn my favorite food, my favorite podcast, who my family is, and the, the people, pets, and communities that are important to me. So you have this sense of me as a person and not just me as a professional. And then the mm-hmm. second part of our tech, the team boards basically ingest that pop data so that you can visualize in, as a team, maybe you have a five-person team, a 10-person team, a 50-person team, where do we have similarities and differences? Where can we create some team norms so we can operate with that speed and efficiency? And then if I need to drill in on something specifically like, wow, it feels like everyone's really stressed out right now, but how do I, how do I tap into that? Well, the the door opener is you have that information. Everyone's told you what it looks like when they're feeling stressed. And then you can open up a dialogue. Hey, I know this is what we said. Our team would generally seem overwhelmed if we are stressed. Or maybe you have a bunch of people who are going to tell you, hey, I'm stressed out. Um, But let's have a dialogue about it. What can we do to sort of minimize that? And it just really Mm -hmm. accelerates so many different day-to-day happenings that we almost don't even consciously observe as people that are part of teams and leading teams, um, but it helps to kind of break down those barriers in communication um, and just and just create those efficiencies in working together. So clearly I'm passionate about it. I mean, I built a tech <laughs> around it. It's the culmination of my career experience. How do we make work fun and enjoyable for people? Um, mm-hmm. But I do feel like even more so now when we're working in these remote and hybrid environments, we need mm-hmm. ways to feel that connection to one another. And, and it really does start there. Yeah, I agree that I was, um, that's one of the questions I actually was going to ask you next is given there's this, you know, we're, we've gone through the pandemic and now people are going back to the office. Some, some organizations are mandating it. Some are keeping more flexible models, but regardless, and we're still like, we're still seeing a growth in the gig economy. Um, and, you know, and there's been all sorts of ramifications of all of these factors coming together. But now we're in this time where we've had, I was, I was listening to something on the news the other day. We've had this time of like easy money that has been there, like low interest rates have been available. And now all of a sudden interest rates are climbing and startups and, or big tech firms and are, are, you know, and other companies, not the big 
conglomerates like not Coca-Cola and others, but they're typically doing their other layoffs on regular, like their regular cycle of just, you know, you know, the company more efficient, but like Facebook came out pretty strong. It's like, this is the year of efficiency for us. And now, you know, they did a, they did a big layoff. They've done, they're announcing it, just announced another one. And so now we're going to be in this world where we've had a hot job market. So now there's going to be people in the market. People are going to be starting new jobs, joining new teams in a remote slash hybrid work environment like all of these changes and shifting is really causing a different workforce of the future. It's like this moment of the workforce that is different than what I think we thought it would be three to five years ago. So tell me a little bit about how you see Luna playing a role in this market and what your thoughts on, on just this market impact that it's going to have on the workforce. Yeah. So we, I mean, the pandemic accelerated so much change that was already coming, but um, really did move us into this more hybrid and remote working environment. Um, And I think that something that's really interesting, and, and I'm not sure it's talked about enough, is that employers have an opportunity right now to double down on really understanding people, the people that work for them, and helping them to feel tethered to their organizations. So creating that culture of connection, of belonging, of um, empowerment. And when people feel that, they don't want to leave a job. So like, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of starting there because we, yes, we're seeing lots of layoffs, but think about the people left inside these companies. Mm -hmm. They need Mm -hmm. to stay. That company needs enough people to be able to deliver the work at hand, get the results that they have committed to getting. And so the people left behind are often feeling, you know, there's morale changes, there's um, frustrations with feeling like there's too much work on their plate. There's, there's a lot of feelings in the mix and companies have an opportunity to say, we get it. We're, we're right-sizing for the future. We want to make this company stronger and better than ever. We need you to do that. And we want to understand how you, how you can or what you need to work at your best in order to make this all happen together. And so mm-hmm. I think there's this really, really incredible opportunity that companies have in, in how, how they can approach sort of that now of work. Um, and some are, are doing it. I, I don't, I don't see a ton of this yet. I think we're all still sort of, um, dusting off the like, okay, like that layoff happened. What's what, what comes mm-hmm. next? How do we, how do we figure it out? And, and what they need to figure out now is, all right, how do I get the people that are on my team today? The people that remain feeling connected, engaged, like they belong, like they have, they're delivering real value back to this organization so that they will not go look for something else. Um, and then the people that are looking for jobs that are in the market are all going to find jobs. Um, there are a lot of incredible talents uh, that, that have unfortunately been laid off over, over the last handful of months. But I think people sort of like the, the first wave of it happened during the pandemic of like, why am I doing this work? Do I like this? Do I like the company I'm working for? And that's why we saw this sort of reshuffling of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there people are going to be a lot more 
critical about where they're, where they're going to join as an employee Mm -hmm. and the purpose behind that organization, the values that that organization has, their interest in being a people first company will be a priority. Um, And I think that's a good thing that people are going to kind of sort, sort into maybe, maybe you were working at big tech, you had an opportunity to experience that. And now you're like, you know what, like that didn't light me up. What, what, what's going to light me up is working at a family run company that is, you know, in the middle market, that's doing really great, but is feels more stable and feels Mm -hmm. like there's real purpose behind it. So I think we'll have people highly reflective. I think employers have an opportunity to be marketing their brands and communicating their cultures, um, and then living up to it in, in a really a, a critical way. Um, but, but it's an opportunity for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So, um, let's, let's shift a little bit and talk more about you as a startup and a found, startup founder. And, um, I, I'd like to just get a little bit of in the last few years that you've been growing your company and you know, one, developing your product and growing your company. And you've gone through, I think you went through an, we talked about, you went through tech starts um, and you've gone through funding rounds and all of that work and trying to get this message out into the market and get these tools into the hands of teams. What's been your uh, hardest and easiest steps you would say on the journey? Oh my goodness. How long do you have, Tracy? <laughs> well, you can go as long as you want. Uh, you know, we edit this down, I'm sure, but it'll be, we can always so make funny. it two, we can make it two podcasts if it goes that long. <laughs> um, well, I will, I will try to be, to be brief um, and, and kind of highlight some of the, the key points. I guess like first thing, um, you know, my background's in business and I, yet here I am, I'm the CEO of a tech company. Um, and so one of the hardest things for me is, you know, I've, I'm, I'm always, I'm always that person like, all right, like, let me just roll up my sleeves. Like, I'll just get it done. Like I, I can do it. Um, and I cannot code. So, um, I think like that sense of not being able to actually build the thing that I see in my head has been, been a struggle. It's sort of this like frustration that, um, has certainly honed my communication skills. It certainly helped me figure out how to best empower and work with the developers that I'm working with. Um, but that's, I think that that's sort of a unique challenge. A lot of times founders are technical, especially, you know, tech founders. And, um, and I, I have that sort of handicap, if you will. Um, and then fundraising as a female, you know, last year, 1.9% of all venture funding went to females. That is like a miserly number. And it's, it's almost embarrassing to say it out loud. Um, but I feel that when I'm out fundraising, I, I think that it, it's, it is challenging to raise. Now the market certainly has something to do with that right now, but, um, you know, you, you sort of all of a sudden recognize the biases that are, are, I would say predominantly unconscious, um, that people have. And, 
Whereas if I deliver the, the, the a message and a, a, my co-founder is a male, if he delivered it, sometimes I think maybe, maybe it would have landed better. Um, and that's still really frustrating and unfortunate to me. So those are, I would say the frustrations for me are um, not being technical and um, fundraising. Fundraising isn't why funding isn't why I started the company. Clearly, I really I have a ton of passion about the mission and and what value we can deliver into businesses. Um, but you know, you don't really think about that when you launch a company initially. You're not like, all right, like I'm gonna have to go raise a whole bunch of money and that's gonna be so much fun. Like you're kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, I'll raise the money, but then I can like work on the business and mm-hmm. um and fundraising, especially in the CEO role, ends up taking up a lot of time. Um, on the other side, sort of the, the things that are, that have been easier, you know, our timing was really interesting. So we launched the first version of our technology in January of 2021. So still in like the middle of the pandemic, a lot of, um, uncertainty, but a lot of conversation about, meeting people where they are and having Mm -hmm. empathy at work and, Hey, we can work remotely and still be highly productive. Um, and so in some ways, the, the accelerations in this quote unquote future of work that happened during the pandemic, um, really proved to be tailwinds for Luna and our message as a business. So like even during that time when I barely had functioning tech available, I would get really like, I would get meetings with really impressive leaders inside of organizations who were just like, yeah, like this is, we got to figure this out. And this is, this is um, super critical and and we've changed. Like the way we need mm-hmm. to think about this has changed. So um, that I think has been encouraging that, this transformation is happening. It's happened in some places and, and will continue to happen where we're focusing on how do we optimize the way we work in a really human centered way? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, I mean, I've just from our conversations as a founder, I've learned and listened and I'm continuously absorbing all the things that you communicate to me as both the positives in the challenges, I wouldn't even say they're negatives. They're just challenges and problems to solve, right? Yeah, and I think sure. that's how you face it, right? And um, and sometimes you will reach a barrier, but it's not always. I think the the thing I heard in your language and as we've talked about those challenges that you faced is that it's not. It might be a no for now, but like always think about how the door remains open, where you go next, what you know, keeping connections alive. I think that's the same. That's just one thing that I have taken away that um, you know. It's going to be discouraging at times, but, you know, you got to keep your head in the game and stay positive and think about the alternative routes and how you get 100%. back to it. Tracy, I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, in some ways, Luna is the the connection company. We're all about creating meaningful connections at work, right? To make work mm-hmm. better and um, help people work better together. And I will say as a founder, connections have been a network really has mm-hmm. been this through line for me, you know, when um, I was still working on building the tech and and getting other people to build it, um, 
I was networking virtually. It was, it was the pandemic. No one was going anywhere. And I probably doubled my network in that Mm -hmm. in 2020, as a result of just, I was just reaching out to people. I'm like, Hey, can we get, you know, a, a quick, like meet and greet discussion. And it was such a like lovely opportunity to just meet and learn and know more about what other people are doing. And And then I can tell you that some of those connections that I met, like, you know, in the kind of dark days of 2020, I'll think of them now, like, oh my gosh, I need to reach out to that person and tell them about this thing or ask if they would make a connection to this other person. And it, you know, it's, so we're, we're three years on and, and all of that, that's all still alive and well. And so like, you know, the idea of I, I'm a giver and, and I like to help people. And I feel like as much as I can do that at some point when I need the help and I come and, you know, maybe Tracy, I'll come to you and I'll be like, Hey, <laughs> I need some help with something. Can you give me some feedback or can you connect me to this person that you'll want to do that for me? Because I've also mm-hmm. helped you and that I'm, and you know, that I'm willing to help you. So I think that yeah. that like building those connections, keeping them um, top of mind and, and nurturing them really is so critical as, as a startup founder. Um, and, and I'll, I'll also say there that like, you know, as the CEO, that can be a really lonely role. You know, you hear about like leadership mm-hmm. is lonely and in, in general, like it, it, it can be, there are days when I, you know, I'm, I'm like, Oh gosh, like there's just so, you know, the weight of everything can be on your shoulders. And it's those connections, those other people who are in the same seat at other companies or who have a point of view or perspective or who have been there before um, that that really are so helpful in those moments. And um, and so like I, I definitely, for anyone listening that is a founder or is thinking about being a founder, um, focus on your network and, and nurturing all of your connections in, in ways that that will help them, but also uh, ultimately be a support system for you. Yeah, I think that's super sage advice. Um, and I know other founders who may listen to the podcast or, uh, and that as we you know, talk to others, it's, I think that's one of the things that um, I'm finding is a, huge op- is a huge opportunity for me to not just learn from, but like to give back into. And I think that's, um, all very good advice. Um, so what's next for Luna? What's happening in the next year or two years for Luna and what you're, where are you at and what you're thinking about next? Yeah. So we are, um, sort of moving into hyper growth mode. Now we, Mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned, we went through an accelerator last fall. We got a lot of business momentum coming out of that. We're working with some really great clients like Comcast and NBC universal. Um, we're kind of building that pipeline and we've got a lot of pretty major product updates coming out. Um, one will be, uh, at the end of this month. Um, and, and then almost monthly after that, just really kind of focusing on, um, listening to customers, getting their feedback and making the product as helpful and, and meaningful in the day-to-day operations of teams as possible. So mm-hmm. I would say like, we're, we're, we're all about growth and that starts with, um, a, a pop, you know, one person creating a free pop, uh, you can go to our website and, and make your own personal operating profile for free. 
Um, and then it leads to a team, you know, maybe someone's a manager of 10 people and they're like, Hey, we work in a distributed fashion or, or we are a newly formed team. And we really just want to start off with a great foundation. Um, uh, often, you know, a manager will go to our website and sign up for a, a, a plan to be able to see this team board and, and have everyone create pops. Um, and then it's companies. So some of the companies in our pipeline are giant multinational organizations that are trying to figure out the future of work and how dynamics, how team dynamics and people dynamics are going to continue to change. Um, and our technology is at the center of really enabling that people can change, um, but it's all facilitated through the technology. So um, we're really excited about all of that. Um, and then in, in, the, in the future as well, we envision being able to use POPs as a um, matching tool, networking tool, really making meaningful connections in organizations and outside of organizations to people who may, may be good mentors for you or might be just people you should know or could be um, you know, someone that would be a good like work bestie for you as well. Mm -hmm. So we're, we've got some good ideas uh, along those lines also, and, and are just really excited to be uh, in the mix as, as the future of work continues to unfold. That's just amazing. Well, I am super thankful for you coming on and talking about Luna. I look forward to figuring out how as my team grows with um, my co-founder for my company, IQ Rush, that we'll be able to use these profiles. I have my pop. I'm going to I'm, I've actually just was looking at it the other day and I want to go and put it on my LinkedIn now and, um, you know, start to use it as part of the conversations, um, you know, music to my ears, Tracy. And I so. loved reading your pop. It made me smile. It made me be like, <laughs> oh, right. This makes sense. Um, it is. It's just so informative and brings you so much closer to someone so quickly. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, you and I've gotten to know each other because you sent me your pop and now you have my pop and now we can, we know each right. other differently. Yeah. Then, I mean, just some just random conversations, even though that's totally. a little how we started, but it was, it was great to be able to have that, that to facilitate it. So um, Jess, just thanks so much for being here. I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the year. I know you've gotten out of your rounds of funding and you're still probably working on it a little bit, but um Always fundraising. Yeah, always, always be raising, right? Always be raising. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks again. I appreciate you being here. Oh my gosh, Tracy, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me and looking forward to next time we connect. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Exponential Every Day. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you could leave a rating or review, I would really appreciate it. Ratings and reviews really mean a lot to podcasters, and it just helps us make sure we're giving you the content that you want and that you like. So with that, I hope you have a great rest of your week and take care.